everybody. Welcome back to Cover Down Episode 9. Not 10, Doug. It's 9. We're here with us today. We have... <laughs> it's on the fingers, right? We have Scott from B3 Media, right? Yes. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. Uh, probably one of the coolest guests we have. A lot of... You know, I can learn from you. So... Uh, um, that's uh, you got to put him up there with pretty good territory up there with uh, your guests. So I appreciate that. You know what? I got a lot of questions about baseball this episode. So, All right, uh, we're gonna get them out of the way. So, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy it and uh, stick around for some fun. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, like I said, episode nine here with Scott from B3 Media to talk about whatever we want to talk about, I guess. I got a lot hockey. of questions. Uh, hockey. We're here to talk hey, about cricket. I'm with it. Let's go. <laughs> it's a baseball channel. We're going to talk about hockey. I still work for submarines. I work I work at Electric Boat still for the Navy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm in and around submarine force still. Uh, this will be... 35 years, 34 years, wow. 34 years. I don't know. 30, I don't even know what year is it. 2023. <laughs> so this is, yeah, July will be 35 years in submarine force. Wow. So yeah, I can believe it just it came out of my mouth. <laughs> Jeez, wow. Submarine wants submarines for friggin' ever. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, I've, obviously I love it. Yeah. So I, I had a chance to go do something else when I retired, but I decided why would I waste all the experience I had going to go get a job doing something that, the Navy basically trained me to do and get way more time off and get paid way more money for it. So that's true. I see. I had the opposite. It was like, I had no resentment towards the military whatsoever or the submarine force. I love it. He said fourth generation submariner, but I just wanted to do something completely different. Right. Yep. That's yeah, that was, absolutely. It was just like, Hey, you know, I love you guys, but uh, I just wanted to take my, right. My there's always been that player. stigma in the submarine. Well, I, I can only speak for the submarine force, but mm -hmm. there's always been that stigma in the submarine force of guys who wanted to get out and the chief would be like, they would be afraid to tell their chief that they didn't want to stay in. Yeah. Because a lot, like when I was a junior guy, if I would have told my chief, I didn't want to stay in the Navy after he, after I woke up from him knocking me out, mm -hmm. I would have, uh, he never would have talked to me again. And no, he would I just quit on me and forgot I existed. I got that. When, when I said, you know, I, I want to get out. I, I think it's, I think it's time. Um, from one of my chiefs, like, oh, what are you, what are you going to do when you get out? You're gonna, you're gonna, yeah. Where are you going to find a job? But it was my first chief that had said, it didn't matter if you're five years in, ten years in, or fifteen years in. When you feel like it's time to go, it's time you know, to go. you know, only yeah. you know when it's time to go. Yep, right. and I just felt like it was my time. It, and plus, it was my 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 shit or get off the pot moment. Right at eleven years, I was like, okay, totally. And I, I got that. Like I had a lot of kids when I was the chief. I didn't want to be that guy. When I was the chief, I knew when a guy came to me and said, "Chief, I'm gonna, I'm getting out. I'm gonna after my four years is over, I'm getting out." Like when they were doing the, rec what is it called, uh, career review boards? Yeah, you know, you're getting all the information from the, from your guy, and, and he's telling you, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm getting out after my." Okay, cool, but let's, I, I fully support this, but let's talk about what your plan is because mm -hmm. I want to make sure that that young man knew what he was getting into, making sure he wasn't getting out for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Is there anything I can do to change your mind? Nope. Okay, cool. Well, mm -hmm. let's get you ready to transition to the next point. Yeah, I think the best thing they could have done too was like, okay, we'll help. We'll get you ready to transition. Right. But we're also going to act like we're still staying in just in totally. case. Totally. And know, I also didn't want at the last minute. Right, because you don't want that kid to, you know, what do they call that? Uh, go road on you. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like no. you don't want that guy to just quit because hey, I only got six months left. Yeah, so I'm just going to show it. up every day and that's it. You, you guys have that same in the Army where you're when you go to get out, and you got like some sergeant being like, oh, you're not going to find a job out there. You might as well just stay in. Yeah. You get yeah. That, I don't know. Yeah. We have yeah. that. It's, you know, and it's that mentality where it's just, you have that leadership where, and it's a toxic leadership everywhere, mm -hmm. right? It's, you have that uh, career military mentality where it's just like, this is it. And there's nothing else out there. And I, you guys know that I work for the Navy base now, and I'm seeing it everywhere where you have those chiefs where it's they can either make or break that that sailor where it's you have that chief, like you said, where you don't want to be that chief where someone comes up to you and says, hey, I want to get out. And you're like, OK, that's fine, but let's find you that path that you're going to take 
to what you're going to do when you get out. And I see that every single day where people will come to me and say, hey, you know, I'm so stressed out because I told my chief that, you know, I want to transition out of the military and they just kind of kicked me to the curb. And I'm not getting that support and I don't know what to do. And I'm just kind of sitting there in limbo where I don't know, you know, what to do right now. And it's just like, you know, yeah. what do we do? Yeah, I did right? not want that because I didn't want the number one for that sailor to resent me. And then it becomes difficult for the rest of the division because then that guy gets shunned. And then, you know, I didn't want him to feel like I was going to treat him differently because he decided that I didn't. Right. Like yeah, that, that senior leadership, um, in our case, like the goat locker, yeah. can really make or break a sale. 100%. And so it's like me and like a good friend of mine um, are stark contrasts. Like his time in was just miserable. And he did not have a good experience coming out of the goat locker. You know, yeah. it, it, he just, it, when his shore duty was done, his first shore duty, he was like, I'm gone. And I, I want nothing yeah. to do this. Ever you see again. that a lot. You know what yeah. guys, like I can always tell one guy after his, he got out his first, first four years, like who was your chief? Oh, it was chief so-and-so. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, now I get it. I know who yeah, it was. And I'll talk to him because <laughs> I'll tell him about my experience was like, I had like, when I was leaving that those last like six months, that go locker on my last boat was awesome. Like they, they were, let me know if you need anything. I know people, we can try to yeah. find you a job. We're here to support. Like even when you're not in, once a submariner, always a submariner. And I was like, I love that. And it was rough to walk away from yeah. it. Like, you know, I'm like in tears on my bike riding home. Right. Like, this is, this is hard to leave. Yeah. But and it was time. Dude, it's, to me, it's like people don't understand it when you're in the military and I don't want to just speak in general terms, but not just submariners, you know, I, if, if you're in the military, that's a family, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, your chief or your sergeant, is that what it is? I mean, I know yeah. what it is, but I don't know like yeah. your leadership hierarchy, <laughs> like who runs your division. So like for us, it's the chief, mm -hmm. like as a chief, I wanted those kids to feel like I was not really a dad, but like it's an older you brother, are. But somebody who cared about them and looked after them, not just, when they were putting the uniform on, not when they were just in the torpedo room or standing and watch. When that guy went home, I wanted I wanted him to feel comfortable that I still gave a crap about him every day. You know, when I said to him, "Hey, what are your guys' plans this weekend?" Not because I can go, I'm going to go run to the Cobb and tell him, "Well, you know, Seaman so and so is going here and he's going to Providence for the weekend." Yeah, it's oh, not, no, because I want to make sure you're not making right, leadership. It's, right, I want to make sure you're doing you. making smart choices. Yeah, right, and hey, go have a good time because I was that guy. Mm -hmm. I was going to Yukon and Providence on the weekends and partying, but I want to make sure you're making a smart choice. And if you have an issue, you know where you can call me and I will come get you. No questions asked. Yeah. The, uh, I remember when I showed up to my first boat, the, um, the Newport news and the first chief I came across, he's like, who are you? I was like, Oh, I'm from Petty <laughs> Officer Sharp. You know, How'd that uh, go again? Oh, I'm Petty <laughs> Officer Sharp chief. <laughs> And I handed my orders. And he's like, who's your daddy? I'm like, what, what? okay, I don't know you like that. <laughs> so he's like, who's your dad? I'm like, um, Tom, Tom Sharp. And he's like, no, who's your chief? And I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't know yet. I just know I'm going to radio. Turns out it was him. Yeah. <laughs> and he told me later, he's just like, you'll learn that uh, I'm pretty much like a dad. That's, yeah. my, that's my job. And as... And I'm sure you definitely learned as well in your leadership position when I grew into mine is that's really what you are. Half of your job is making sure the work's yeah. getting done, but the other half is making sure your people are taken care yes. of, that they're studying for their advancement exams, that they're not having financial issues at home, that they have the mental resilience to get ready for deployment, like all that other stuff. Like they're quite literally kind of being your dad. Yeah. You know? It's a quick, I'll tell you guys a quick story just about, just about that, because I think it's super important and it's relevant. Um, I had a guy on my last ship who made chief first class made chief. Mm -hmm. And during his transition season, I said, listen, you, when you're the first class, you have to be the a-hole, mm -hmm. right? And the chief is the hugger. The first class is the a-hole. That's mm -hmm. just the way it's been. That's the way it was been told to me. Yep. Right. Sounds if right. I have to go to chief with my problems as a second class, you're not doing your job. All right. If I, if, it's, if one of the guys comes to me and I say, well, did you, did you talk to TM1? Mm -hmm. No. Well then I'm not talking to you. All right. Well, I don't want to talk to TM1. Nick, what was the right rule? To Keep the chief out of radio. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> so when he was making chief, I said, you can't have the attitude that you have now. Because that guy took that team, being the TM1 and being the, being the a-hole, mm -hmm. he took that 
literally, and he was that guy. So we're getting ready for deployment. And listen, besides your working 16, 18 hour days, that last two weeks before deployment, mm -hmm. oh, by the way, I have a family and I'll, I have to tie off loose ends before I leave for six months, my family for six months. Now the old Navy, my, your wife didn't come in your sea bag. You yep. know what I'm saying? That, yep. that was, <laughs> listen, I get that. Like I, I didn't have that issue because I didn't get married till way <laughs> later on. Um, so I was just that single guy, like skipping down the brow with my sea bag. Hey guys, <laughs> see you later. Yeah. All my money goes to me. That's right. Here's my six months advance pay in my sock. <laughs> um, but I would we we would have to be working at like two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, and we still have eight more hours of work to go. Yeah, we're trying to close out VLS tubes. Blah blah blah. One of my guys says, "Hey, chief, I need to go uh, meet my wife over at Navy Federal. I gotta sign some paperwork. No sweat, man. Uh, be back in like an hour. And if you're gonna be later than that, just give me a call." And team woman to be like, no, we got work to do. You can't, you can't do that. Oh, F him. And he can't do that. He could do that on his own time. And I said, listen, like we, we talked afterwards. You can't. Yeah. These kids are people. They're not just, they're not robots. They're people. And if you aren't taking care of your people, you're not going to be successful. I promise you when you have your own division and you will, if you are screwing your people over, they are going to completely turn against you. Now they'll still do what you tell them to do. Yeah, but they'll UCMJ dicks. You'll learn two so, words but. that are very, very important to your career, and that's called malicious compliance. Yep. And if, you, if your guys are being maliciously compliant, you're not doing your job. And sure enough, he left the boat. He went to another boat. He didn't take care of his people, and he got fired. Not only did he get fired, but he got kicked out of the navy. Wow. He did, he did a lot of things. It's unfortunate that led up to that. But it was because of the way he thought he should run his division that caused those issues. And that – it bothered me because that was my – he was my team one, and I taught him better than that. But he did not take anything that I said and went with it. I don't you know, know if I, 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 don't know if I was – I don't know if I was the, the, the a-hole LPO. Nick, was I the a-hole LPO? I was barely the LPO. Let's be honest. You were. <laughs> You were a great LPO. You let yeah. me do my thing and never talk to me. It was fantastic. That's <laughs> yes, true. Nick hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, you got it. I'm going to go fishing. Ta Taco Tuesday. <laughs> I'll see you later. When, when, I was in, uh, when I was in AIT, which stands for Advanced, Advanced Individual Training, I had a uh, drill sergeant. It, we were his first AIT class. And very first day, he said, I live by the rule that you lead by the power of example and not the example of power. I like it. And that saying had stuck with me ever since. That's deep. And I like that. I was, for some reason, it was just, when I heard that, I was just like, damn, that's just, that's big, right? So my second deployment, I was uh, promoted to E6, and that's a staff sergeant. Mm -hmm. And when I went back to LSA Anaconda, which was basically my base, uh, where I resupplied everything and got all my tools and parts for all the uh, operating hospitals that I had vehicles at. Um, I came back as the E6. My motor sergeant turned around and he was like, all right, we have to do all this, do all this and get everything done. And every mission that he gave me, I was working with every single one of my crew. And it was two, three o'clock in the morning and I would still be sitting there working with everybody. And then he would come up and he'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, you gave us stuff to do. We're, we're doing it. Like, what do you expect me to do? Just give this stuff to my people and walk away? And he was like, yeah, you're the six now. You can delegate this work. And I'm like, I did delegate the work to myself and everybody else. Like, we're, it's not going to get done without me turning a wrench and me, you know, helping these people out. And... I noticed quickly that by me being there at two, three o'clock in the morning with everybody else, the level of respect that everybody else below me just had with everything else, it was so much easier for me to come up and say, Hey, I know you guys had, you know, a scheduled day off for tomorrow, but unfortunately, and you're like, don't worry, Sarge, we got it. We'll, we'll go ahead and take care of it. And it wasn't like, oh, man, you know, now you're asking me to do, do more work or we have crap burning detail tomorrow. Like, we know you're going to be out there in the trenches with us. We know you're going to be, you know, embracing the suck, too. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're going to be doing it with us, hey. What, what, was the old, what was the old saying in the Chiefs quarters? It was uh, you'll choose your own leadership style. 
Yeah. Right. And yeah, it's definitely something you have to figure out. You have to. It, that that was the the challenge of when you become a chief is figuring out how you're going to be, how, what kind of a leader you're going to be. Because right? yeah. you learn from every chief you've ever had. You learn from the bad ones. You learn from the good ones. Mm -hmm. you, you you take away, actually, you take away more from the bad guys mm -hmm. that you had. Like I had a couple yeah. bad chiefs, and I learned a lot from them. And I, after I made chief and I was established for a while, I reached out to them. I said, hey, and I didn't like go, hey, thanks for being a terrible chief. Yeah, thanks for being a <laughs> I just, well, I reached out to those guys that. <laughs> thanks for being a turd. <laughs> the guys that affected me one way or another. I reached out to them and I thanked them for mm. what they did for me while I was a junior sailor. So yeah, no. they took it as, huh. yeah, but no, I, I hundred percent agree with you. I learned, <laughs> they patted themselves on the back. I yeah. learned just as much <laughs> from the poor examples of leadership as yep. I did from the good examples. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. And I told my son, my son's 18 now. And I said, Your you're going to legend. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, let's not go there yet. <laughs> um, I, I, Tell him you're going to learn a lot from people you don't like. Mm -hmm. You'll learn how to be a leader because he's the captain of his lacrosse team. And he's had bad coaches and he's had great coaches. And I said, you're going to like a lot of coaches, but you're going to like, you're going to, you're going to dislike coaches. And you're going to find that when you're older, when you're working for somebody, the people that you work for, you're going to find a lot of them more likely you're going to dislike a lot more than you're going to like, mm -hmm. but you have to learn from all of them, right? You, so when you're that guy, you don't do a lot of the things that that guy did. Yeah. So you it, remember how you felt when that guy said this? Yeah. Not just of a, well, I don't like it when he does that, but like, look at the byproduct of what he yes. did or she did and, and see, you know, the reason why exactly want to do it. I was fortunate enough where in, I think it was 2009, I was sitting in sub school at, uh, what's the name of the hall there? The Wilkinson. The, Wilkinson Hall, right? And I was so, going to say Bledsoe because that's where I went. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, the, 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 big, the big theater thing, right? Oh. Um, Lewis? No, the, the, the movie theater. The was. movie theater. Oh, that's um, – I've been away. The Dealey Center. Center. Yeah, that's yeah. right, the Dealey Center. Um, and two-star Admiral McLean was there, mm -hmm. formerly known as Subpack. And I'm sitting up in you know in the stands, and I'm doing one of those, right? <laughs> and then I hear him say, "I always remember the words of my first Cobb Master Chief Wallace Ingram." My ears perk up because that's my grandfather's name. I don't even remember what he said. To me, it really wasn't important because right. at this point in time, my my grandfather had been been gone for 17 years. I think he, he had passed away 17 years prior, and whatever he had said to this young Jo at the time stuck with him for so long that it was being presented to 2000 or something like that's that. great that's sailors yep most most of them being you know new guys just coming in and i was like that's it that's what i want right there i just want legacy i want to i want to say something or give some form of advice that is so impactful on someone's life that it's going to outlast me that's that's amazing and i yeah. i know guys that are still in have been in i mean I'm, i've been out 11 years now so like i look i know i'm old now because i see when the chief list comes out yeah i know this year was the first time i didn't know anyone yeah well, i was like wow Nick, are we getting to like, that point any rates. never mind I'm my old rate. point i was like i don't even know i don't know anybody anymore. that got advanced <laughs> i know whose name was not on that list <laughs> <laughs> my name was never on it either man don't worry um you'll get it but i the guys that are in and that are super successful who were mm. like guys that made chief when i was already chief and i was mentoring them as as young chiefs and now they're some of them are ldos and they're making their way to the top mm -hmm. and they're still active but then they reach out to me and they'll say to me hey man i appreciate everything you did for me i learned a lot from you you're one of the most influential people that i came across in my career and that meant that means anything more than a, a ribbon or a medal or any kind oh. of award that i got Having a, a, one of your former sailors come to you and say, you were the best chief I ever had, or you meant a lot to me, and you taught me a lot of stuff, that means more to me than anything in the well, world. Well, I think I you kind of also carry that mentality, too, to this day, because it's – even though you're out of the military, like, it was last year that you and I were at the Silkies hike, and I pulled you aside, and I was like, hey, Scott, I have this crazy lame brain idea, and <laughs> – you're the one person that I know I can talk to about because you kind of dabble in this field. You've 
um, you've had the ups and downs, you've had the, uh, the experience in it. And I kind of need to pick your brain because you are the one person I know that we can talk to about it because you have experience in this field. And wait a minute, this sounds way familiar. <laughs> and yet here we are on this day because it, it was about the podcast and you, I mean, you were 110% honest and you were like, this is what you have to do. And this is the stuff that you guys need to, you know, uh, do in order to be successful at it. And like, you're just so willing to just guide people and give that honest advice and just, just be wholehearted about it. Yep. So it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I remember it was, it was back in 2016. <laughs> I'm sitting in my comic book store at the time. And like, there's no nerd. One. I know, right? There's no, there's no one coming <laughs> in. Right? through my Pokemon. Cards. Flipping through my Pokemon cards. Were you a nuke? Were you a nuke? No, it's a radio man. It's, sometimes it's no better. Um, you need. Okay, hold on. You need to get that sound bite where it's uh, Homer Simpson's like nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> That's a solid sound bite. You should definitely yeah. have that on the board. Um, so I'm sitting there and suddenly my cell phone rings and I don't recognize the number and I was feeling, I don't know, frisky that day. And I was like, was it, was it <laughs> <laughs> no, cause I had his phone number in there for sure. Are we ever <laughs> going to let this go? No, never. Um, so I answered the phone and it was a former sailor of mine. Now it was one that unfortunately got administratively separated from the Navy. All right. It just, the, the service wasn't for him. It's not for everybody. All right. But when he was leaving, I, I was trying to coach him on like, let's, let's figure out what you're going to do when you get home and how you can kind of recruit, recoup all of this and like put your life on a track that's going to be beneficial for yourself. So I worked with them for the weeks beforehand. Um, and then years later, he calls me back out of the blue and he just says, I just wanted to thank you. I was like, I don't know what I did, you know, because in my, in my mind, I'm thinking that that this was a failure on my you part. gave a crap is what you, you did. know it was it was a failure on yeah. my part because unfortunately he was not able to adapt to service life but then he calls me back and says i left the navy um i have a great job now i just purchased my first home um i've been promoted twice in the last year and a half and everything i took everything you ever said to me and my own personal failures and i took it to heart and i applied it when i left and i am successful now and i wanted to thank you for that that's awesome. so what i thought was a failure on my part turned out to be a success and i was just more than happy just just to hear him and know that he was doing actually very well for himself and it was kind of crazy it's, it's like oh okay <laughs> i thought you would have hated me but you know i tried <laughs> listen i i follow i'm pretty sure you you might follow i know you probably do but you follow these uh groups on facebook mm -hmm. that are pretty pretty entertaining mm -hmm. navy groups and they like they tend to dump on chiefs a lot mm -hmm. in those groups. Now, mm -hmm. while I find them funny, yeah. because I know that I wasn't that guy, I kind of take it a little personally. <laughs> but I never say anything. I never, I never become that snowflake on on the thing. It's like, oh, you don't. You, I guess you were never a chief. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is, you didn't win the Cold War single handedly. Yeah. Oh, you know exactly. Who I know exactly about. who he is. Oh. See, that guy doesn't bother me yeah. because he's really because that guy caught me a, like a sixty day ban from Facebook because yeah. I couldn't leave him alone. <laughs> I, I, just, I completely ignored that guy and he went away. <laughs> I got I got a thirty day ban from him while I was already on a one week ban. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no, know how that I guy. It. I know exactly who you mean, but he's just a troll. He was, <laughs> and, I, and I will promise you, and you guys know this for a fact, probably too. No, when he was on in the Navy, nobody on his boat liked him. He was a guy that nobody <laughs> liked on the boat. They picked on him when he was a nub. He got picked on continuously. He probably didn't qualify within his ten months. He was that guy, but now he's you know he's out there marching to his own beat. Uh -huh. Like I was that guy in the Navy. I was super sad sailor, Mister Navy. That's yeah, a, no. that's a hot take right there. Ten months was ten. The, uh, the time frame. Ten months. My uh, when yeah. I was on the new news, we had a dang anger that hit the two year mark. Yeah, we're the guy at twenty five months right oh. now, and they wonder. What, why. Wait, say that again. Twenty five months. They get twenty five months now. No. Oh, that's no. where he's at though. Twenty five months. They I thought you meant that. That's what they give them now. No, no, Four no. boards at twenty five months. Wow. That's see, and not not even like second chance boats. Like still his first boat. Not to be that guy, yeah. because I'm the old guy. Oh, be that guy. 
I'll be with I, you. My back when I was, a, you know, those guys are in the group too. Yep. Yeah, if they're not shouting OPSEC, DF. Yeah. They're shouting about well, this wouldn't happen when I was in. But mm. seriously, I can say for a, a fact that you had ten months and you got. Three months after that, ten months, you got you went to a board and you were dink. If you went past, you were dink, and it was like you're going to dink study every day, and you're coming in on the weekend and you're going to study. And if you didn't get that after the three months, you were gone, and you weren't going to a second chance. There was no such thing as second chance boards, yeah. Because right across the pier, I was on. We were on Pier Mike in Charleston, mm -hmm. on uh, Pier Lima. There was a frigate USS Mooseburger. Going to see tomorrow. Yeah, you're there, gonna, were, there weren't second chance boats. There were second chance ships. Go yeah, to the surface. There were, there were tin cans, second chance tin yeah. cans. Because you were no longer a part of the submarine force. I love it. It was way easier to do that now because you didn't have people crying that, oh, my chief screwed me. On on the subject, though, I, I, I remember when I, I was leaving the Newport News and I'm leaving as an E5, all right, which is like the most disgruntled. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Of all of the, the ranks, I think. Um and D Doug, chime in on this if this rings true for you. So I was checking out and I was talking to my, my CEO. He said, do you have anything you want to say at all? Like, you know, bitch, gripes, complaints. I said, you know what, sir? If I, had, if I had to talk about anything, it would be this new generation of sailors. It's like they can't, they just can't hack it. Like they, they just whine and complain about everything and nothing's, nothing's good enough and everything's too hard and stuff. And so he chuckles, you know. I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, did I say something funny? You know, and he goes, well, let me put it this way. That has never changed. It happened before you. It, it will happen after you. There will always be those sailors. But the only thing that was different is you, you changed. You now notice the sailors that can't cut it. You now notice the people you were that like, are pulling their weight. <laughs> He's like, but they've always been there. You changed for the better. Is that, does that ring true for you at all? Because like I was like that. I was pretty much like in the trees, and then he said that, and I just went, yeah. outer body experience. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, it all makes so much sense now. It's yep. not them. It's me. I'm the one who changed. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who got better. They'll follow close behind, but mm -hmm. they'll have their time of, of being like that, like a lot of sailors do. I just found that was super interesting. I was like, but it also also changes with society, too. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it's – you're right. It's the society, and it's, it's nothing that you can change or anything. It's and the, and the the hard problem is is getting society to open up their eyes to the hard dose of reality. So it's that's the toughest part is getting them to say or getting them to see that this is reality. Look at it, accept it, internalize it, mm -hmm. because reality is not going to change. Yeah. You have to realize that and getting them to just swallow that hard pill, it's not going to happen mm -hmm. because they feel like, oh, I can just cry and stomp my feet and, you know, someone's going to come give me a hug and everything's going to be all better. It's not, mm -hmm. but it is what it is. I can only do my best. Well, <laughs> poor Doug is stuck <laughs> guiding all, all of those individuals the shepherd of the sad pandas i try you know and, th and that's the thing like and that's the thing like when i go up to when i go and do my trainings i tell everyone like i don't i literally say i am not willy wonka i'm not going to sugarcoat stuff for you i'm going to tell you how it is and i am going to just give you the god's honest truth this is the way it is like i'm sorry if you don't agree with me but this is reality if you don't like it sorry there's the door but so 20, 24 years, 24, 24 years. Well, good on you, man, for sticking it out that long. It's I, like, I actually, the way I put it, people it's impressive it. for anyone to stay at a single job, regardless of what it is, service or otherwise for 20 years. And then to go out there for 24, it's, I'd go back today good. if they let me, I have, me too. I have a day. I, Nick knows I, I never threw away my uniforms. I still have them. Like I'm ready. There's, I, there's days. I blues are. Preston ready. No, oh, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> Every Friday at two brothers. I don't think you could fit in those. No, no, absolutely not. But it was, there was, there was days. I just, I, man, I just wanted to put it back on and go back to work. Yep. I didn't, I didn't. I missed that aspect of it. Yeah. I don't miss, I don't, there's a lot of things I don't miss about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that I would fit into today's military, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of things that I miss. I miss the people. I mean, I'm not even sure if I would fit. 
Nick hasn't changed that much. About to see the the hatch shut indication as you climb down the LET. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Even though we do miss it and we do miss putting on the uniform, I think this is also why we get so heavily ingrained in the veteran community and working with and for the nonprofits that we do. It's because even though we know we can't or probably not pass like the physical fitness tests because there's no way in hell no. that you know no, I'm I mean, learning or doing is sit. <laughs> Look, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, they literally just welded my back together three exactly, months ago. Right? <laughs> you and I are in the same situation. Yeah. Right? You count so. every other push up and add 17 at the end. Yeah, you'll pass. <laughs> you know, I mean, like even though Sorry, we know geez. we're not going to be able to pass that, I think this is why a lot of veterans do get involved in those organizations is because we can still feel involved we can still get that sense of camaraderie uh, without having to worry about that, um, those aspects of it. And it gives us that sense of involvement and that uh, uh, sense of belongingness mm -hmm. as well. Um, so, and I know that's why you get so heavily involved in uh, with a bunch of organizations and stuff. And uh, that's why you come out and support the guardians and everything, yeah. which we do. Thank I still, you for that. I, I still care, man. That's why I yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you are a thousand percent right. I still do it because I feel that sense of camaraderie still, right? Cause I have my civilian friends that I'm tight with. We have a very small, but great circle with mm -hmm. most civilian friends, but they don't understand mm -hmm. if I'm with you guys, they yeah. don't get that. Yeah. Like yeah. When I have my silkies hike and I hang out with you guys, or I go down to Epicure once a month with those guys and hang yep. out and, and do their veterans night. I go by myself because it's a different group of friends, yeah. right? Because not that they wouldn't all get along because they would, it would actually be great, but it's different in the way you talk to them, the things that you talk about. Yeah. There's a different right? feel. You guys get it. Oh no. Like, yeah, like so I'd go home like on leave and I'd go hang out with my dad and who he was a, a surface sailor, but it, it would be like when I was in, he'd be like, let's talk about the Navy. Let's talk about how awesome the Navy was. Let's talk about that because he didn't, he didn't like, have anybody else. And I'm like, yeah. go for it, man. I was like, it's, you want to talk about that. And that, that was 40 years after the fact right. for him. So like when I joined, he, he was elated. He's like, Oh, this is going to be great. I have someone who I can tell the stories to, and they actually understand what I'm talking about. And so, yeah, it's, you know, you don't ever really want to let it go. Cause you yeah. can't, it's, yeah. it's part but of not it. only that. It's just like, it's the, it's the fact that there's certain like jokes and delivery of the jokes and the mm -hmm. general ribbing and uh, the one-liners that you know you can say and deliver without somebody getting offended or like the general butt hurt, right? It's just because <laughs> Quote, unquote, it's like you pull, up, yeah, <laughs> it's like you pull up in your jeep or whatever. And it's a nice looking jeep, by the way, mm -hmm. but it's like anyone else that pulls up in a jeep, and it's like you want to be that general, like sarcastic, right? It's like, oh, is that coming to men's color or whatever? <laughs> yeah. and oh, that was everyone, really nice for Barbie to lend you a vehicle. Yeah, yeah every, you know? everyone else would be like, oh, what do you mean? Like, oh, it it it, it is a men's color. <laughs> Right. And then you're like, no. I and the fact I won't even get offended by that. Like, okay. Or, but I'll, say, I'll come back with something like else. Your, your window is or, down. Or you'll just run with it. You'll be like, yeah, it was the girliest thing I could find. It's, it's fabulous. Like, you his, know? his window was down. I see him rolling up his window and he's going like this. And I'm thinking, it is 2023, bro. Like, they do have buttons that take care of that for you. <laughs> like, you know? Every, geez, any, geez, any cheap skin, <laughs> skipping on the fronts, huh? Like 1994 called back. They want their, <laughs> they want their window back. <laughs> <laughs> but my the doors of my vehicle are supposed to come off. Exactly. Right? If your door comes off, you got a problem. No. No, my door comes off. I'm I'm rolling with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got insurance, bro. Sorry, in the back of the shield now. <laughs> you just roll the window down as a shield. But yeah, I mean there is there is that certain sense of like camaraderie that like when you get involved with these organizations and stuff, it there is a different a sense or like a aura, I guess you can call it. But um, so you get out of the the military, and then you did have a podcast before. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, what was that called? Uh, just a guy with a beer. Yeah, that was actually a good. One. I still have my sweatshirt. I'd be my... bringing that back. Really? Really? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about bringing just that a guy back. with a beer or beard. Beer. Beer. Nice. beer. It was yeah. a show about um, local breweries. Cool. That I would go. I started during COVID, so I'll, I'll tell you quick how I started. Do that. you brew urn? By any chance? I do not brew urn. <laughs> urn bro. I don't give a shit. Urn bro. It's, it's called, called iron I'm brew. Urn. It's oh I R N. It's urn. That, well, that, how I got into the whole podcast Done. thing. Done. I during COVID when it was locked down when you know they locked told us we weren't allowed to go outside anymore. Um, I was bored, so I'm a beer guy. I love 
craft beer and I was going on the internet or Facebook live or whatever. And I was just reading beer labels and I was drinking the beer and talking about how awesome this beer was. Whatever. <laughs> so then like I had this five cent deposit in yeah. Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> I was going I to like local breweries. <laughs> it was like local beers, local craft beers that I would, that I would drink and talk about it and just to get publicize it a little bit for yeah. them. And then I would start watching a movie and I would review them, give like a quick five minute synopsis of the movie mm-hmm. and then review the beer while I drank it. And people were watching it. And they're like, this is pretty cool. Do you ever like I have an accidental slow day where it's like it's a boring beer and you happen to watch snakes on a plane? You're like, it's, oh, it's oh, totally. okay. And this is okay. The snakes okay. are on the plane. Yeah. Oh, but I, w- but I would know? make it up, right? <laughs> like, but that's when my military sense of humor ah, kicked in. Yes. <laughs> and I would say a, a lot of inappropriate things about it. And they would, you know, I would just make the best of it. But then it got to the point where people were starting to watch it and they looked forward to it. If I missed it, they, hey, did you do a movie yesterday? They like it. They really like it. <laughs> right. And, uh, <laughs> People started recommending movies to me. Hey, watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Hey, drink this beer. Then I started, people would send me some beers to try. So I would go on and I would review it. And my wife said, you should start a, like a legit podcast. Now, during the COVID lockdown, everybody was doing podcasts. Yeah. Because that's, that's what we were doing. And we were bored and we were making, instead of, you know, just getting, sitting home, getting fat, I just sat home, got <laughs> fat, and had fun. I told everybody about yeah. it. <laughs> She said, <laughs> <laughs> she so one of my close friends was like, you should call it just a guy with a beer. I'm like, that's awesome. I love that. And unbeknownst to me, my wife made, made, she made that logo that I had. She yeah, came up with that it. logo and she had it made for me and she gave it to me as a father's day present. And I just rolled with it. And I just started contacting local breweries because a lot at that time a lot of these places were struggling yeah there were nobody was allowed to come in and when they finally did allow them to come in they had like all these stupid rules yeah it was limited capacity and all that right. stuff yeah so what my goal was to tell everybody that was would listen how awesome these places were hey if you haven't been to epicure brewing mm-hmm. in norwich these are the kind of beers they have and today i'm drinking you know uh damn yankee from epicure brewing and i would talk a whole bunch and then i would start bringing people on the show i brought uh jeanette was the first girl i ever had on the show jeanette taylor yeah. from yeah Epicure. i was on the show yep you've been out you were on yeah. the show um and i started bringing the owners of breweries wanted to, started wanted to be and so i just start reaching out and then be yeah. like, I, I got a lot of either no answers like the bigger the brewery the let the more of a chance i had of them just you know. ignoring me <laughs> which is fine um and then i had a lot of and eh, not not right now because mm. they didn't really know who i was and even though I explained it to them, if they would have watched my show, they might have thought different, whatever. Because mm-hmm. someday you're going to wish you did. Yeah, snooze you That was the attitude I had. <laughs> but a lot of people, especially the local places like Epicure, these guys, um, Tox Brewing, um, the place in Niantic. Oh, what's the name of the place in Niantic? Uh, Brewer Big Brewskies. No, there's another one. Oh, this- <laughs> anyway, I was just going over all these things, and it just got bigger and bigger. And I had I have the... Outer, outer light people come on and then people from other part of the state started hey i'll, I'll do that too mm-hmm. and then i had a friend who she owns um ct beer beer tours mm-hmm. basically she owns a couple buses and you hire these people to drive you in this 16 passenger bus and you tour breweries and drink the whole time do they have like a like an iv as well so you basically so they, just have so yeah, they bring snacks day. right you, you hire them like a limo but it's a bus mm-hmm. and they have like uh, cooler with waters and snacks. Nice. And then you can customize your own tours. Anyway, this is a commercial for. We're taking so, thank you, show Michelle. On the road. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going on the road. We have apparently we have stuff to do. <laughs> Let's go. Welcome back uh, to Cover Down, guys. Just we're let on, me know because on, I'll get you, I'll get you guys a good deal. But uh, <laughs> welcome back. We're just down. <laughs> <laughs> so she she reached out to me. She wanted to do a partnership, and we would what I would do is she would come pick me up on a Thursday, and we would just go to random breweries. We do like an area, like we would go up and do like three or four breweries in Manchester. And I would do an interview in the brewery with the owner and I would, you know, edit it all up and I would have a show with like, it was kind of like diners, drive-ins and drive, but yeah. with, with beer. Nice. But it got to the point where it was too much for one person to do because I was using an iPhone and editing all on an app and it was just got way too much for me to do. So I ended up putting it on pause and that's when... I had an upper, another opportunity to do what I'm doing now. And what are you doing now? So now, 
I have a show with my good friend Chris Knott, who is a uh, law enforcement officer in Norwich. Uh, him and I do a show called B3 Baseball. And we do. Oh, is that your logo? Hey, yeah, right oh, there. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. Yeah, our producer's coming along. Wow. Holy. <laughs> so, how did that happen? Bing, boom. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's the logo. It's really guys. magic. And it, listen, if you're interested in following, it's uh, our YouTube is at B3 Media seven eight eight. So, if you want to go uh, follow, we're really handsome devils. Yeah. yeah. We, I look angry. we look like two bouncers ready to toss you out of the club. I know. Nice. Oh, yeah. But that's our set right there. You can see uh, we have a professional desk made. <laughs> now, listen. We those faces say, say one bad thing about Derek Jeter. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I will fight you. You guys look like you're ready about to call the manager at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's, that's the look you get when they when Applebee's cuts us off for the $5 Long Island iced teas. <laughs> that's the difference in sets between... Our zero budget and their awesome budget. <laughs> <laughs> so funny you say that. Everything you see there on that set was paid for by us out of our own pockets. Really? Yes. We don't make any money. Your chief money showing. <laughs> <laughs> it's my retirement yeah, money your showing. Pension showing. Retirement pension. <laughs> showing. Hashtag awkward flex, bro. Yeah, right. it's my ch chief privilege. Um, we, we went in on that, like, because with the old adage, you got to spend money to make money. Yeah, exactly. And eventually, right. we'd like to be making money enough for me to do that full time. Of course, yeah. I'd love to be doing that. But everything you saw on that set is, we started off with a table, like you guys, with a green screen behind us. In fact, yesterday was the two year anniversary of our first episode. Oh, congratulations! Oh, wow. Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, we're ninety three episodes into it now. Wow. That doesn't even count all the remotes that we've done and stuff like that. But we're going out. We're doing remotes at local bars, sports bars. Your shorts are getting hot too. I'm seeing those. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. So they're getting like funny. You're adding a lot yep. of stuff to it. I was like, oh, I got to take some notes. Um, but we're doing stuff at like um, Hot Rods. We did a show at Hot Rods. We do shows at Billy Wilson's in Norwich. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing golf tournaments. Like we sponsored a hole for the Connecticut Crush Baseball Golf Tournament uh, at Norwich Golf Course. Mm -hmm. We're we're on hole number one. Nice. The T box will be set so, up doing a live broadcast. So when people tune into your show, what can they expect? You can expect um, first most, off, what do the B's stand for? Oh, okay. Let's get glad you asked that. Yeah, because when we first started, it was called Bronx Baseball and Beer. Okay, up until about nine months ago. Okay, when we were like, man, we need to grow. Mm -hmm. We need to grow the podcast. And we were trying to get guests on, and we were going, why are not guests coming out, like, wanting to come on the show? And when I say guests, I mean, like, national personalities. We're trying to get these people to come on Oh, the show. okay. So we're like, maybe we need to change it up. Let's take the word beer out, mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of guys may not want to be involved because it has to do with alcohol, whatever. Okay. I get it. So we decided to do that. And then we decided, hey, let's – even though we are a Yankee-centric podcast, because we're both huge Yankee fans – Let's take the word Bronx out of it. Then we're not alienating the other 29 fan bases in mm -hmm. in Major League Baseball. Because when you tune into B3 Baseball, you're not just getting update on the Yankees from the last week. You're also getting our opinions from other major stories around Major League Baseball. True. Whatever's hot in Major League Baseball or the things that we deem to be hot, like mm -hmm. things that we are interested in that we want to bring up that are hot hot button topics, we'll bring those up and we'll talk to, the, talk to them as well. So mm -hmm. you're, you're going to tune into B3. You're going to get... Some shenanigans. There'll be shenanigans. You'll of probably course. get me hating on Met fans. Just what it is. Ooh, <laughs> Big Tuna's not going to like that. No. <laughs> Big, Big Tuna's going to have to have Big some mental Tuna's resilience. <laughs> I, 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 you won't get you won't get any Red Sox hating for me. As, as big of a Yankee fan as I am, I don't hate the Red Sox. I have a respect. I have a respect unusual. for them. Yeah. I, just wow. Listen, I'm, I don't love them. I'm not. I'm not ready to take warm showers with him in wee hours in the morning. <laughs> However, I still I don't have a hatred for the Red Sox fans like it used to be. It used to trust me. Oh yeah, but after 2004, they had their thing and they've won a few since then. So you know what? It's a healthy respect. I don't guys, like them, but I don't hate them. You guys got a lot to talk about this season too. We do. We have a lot to talk um, about. The so. Uh, the as far as I could go with baseball for the most part was if someone was like, Hey, you want to go catch like an amateur baseball game? So, like, for me growing up, it was going to see the uh, were they the Portland Sea Dogs, Portland Sea Dogs, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, up Maine. in Maine. Yep. And I love that. It was, you know, it was I like, love those guys, yeah, right? Red Sox affiliate, 
yeah, it was it was a good place to go, um, especially when the weather was nice. But it was just so long, you know. It's yeah. like, Oh my god! It's like, hey, you yeah. want to catch a baseball game? Hold on, let me clear my my schedule. Like you know, <laughs> the only the only thing that's day. longer than a baseball game was like cooking a baked potato. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like just clear your schedule for a week. <laughs> but now they have the one they established one rule that might actually turn me back to trying to watch it again, and that's the pitch clock. Yes, which kind of blows my mind if you want to talk about it for a moment because it actually makes us go oh i can sit down for a couple hours and watch which right, is what which is now last night the uh guardians and the mariners they played the a first two, violation two it? hour and three hour two hour and three minute game last yeah night. so okay for for the audience and for doug and maybe for a little bit myself too can you explain the pitch clock real right quick? so now you have 18 seconds from the time the pitcher gets the ball back from the catcher, you have 18 seconds to throw a pitch. Yeah. Now, it, it's not just the pitcher getting on the mound and being ready to throw the ball. Mm -hmm. It's also the batter getting in the box and then making eye contact with the pitcher and being ready to hit. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you don't meet that 18 seconds, if the pitcher doesn't, it's it's a ball. Yep. If the batter doesn't, it's a strike. Yep. So you could step in the box, not even get a pitch and already have a strike. Yeah, it was the other day they had the first violation of the season because they yep, were this, uh, Raphael Devers for yeah. the Red Sox was the first person to – be called out on strikes because of a pitch clock mm. on opening day. And now you're also the Mets got called for one. I didn't realize um, Pete Alonzo on the first baseman for the Mets. He was taking his time getting back to first base. He like ran with the pitch. It was a foul ball. So he had to come back and he took too long getting back to first base. So they called a strike on the batter. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. Wow. Like just cause Baseball has always been that sport that I would kind of like make fun of. Like if you can be like 200 pounds overweight oh, yeah. and chew the entire time. But the way they actually speed up the process, I'm like, let's, let's go. And, and that's like, been one of the reasons why I've never been interested in sports. Yes. Yeah. Because of the fact that it takes so much time. And that's one of the reasons why I can't get into football. It's because you, you have a play and it's like, let's watch it from 47 different friggin' angles. Yeah. Like and I don't care. And there's 6,000 rules that will stop yeah. the clock. Dude got sacked. All right. Get back on the line, throw the ball. Let's get done with it. All right. I need a winner. I need a loser. Let's move on with my day. Yeah. Same with baseball. Get up, hit the ball, run. Oh, you didn't make it. Okay. Get your butt back on the bench. Let's go. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need 47 different angles, 90,000 different rules. Yeah. Just make the rule simple, follow it. Let's go. I mean, it's still, it can still have the opportunity to be a long game right? because it's not a game with a clock, right? right. Like a game clock. And as long as you still have another out, you can keep that in yep. going. The, exactly. well, the Red Sox had that last night. The Red Sox were down to their last out. The guy hit a pop fly to the left fielder. Game should have been over. It was like a routine pop fly. Mm -hmm. He dropped it. Oh, got another opportunity. Next time I put a two-run homer, Red Sox won by a walk-off home run. Yeah. Wow. I, mean, I just I, you never know because it, it makes me want to go. Okay. I'm okay with like taking, you know, like my son to go see a baseball game right. if I know I'm not going to be there till one o'clock in the friggin' morning. <laughs> yeah. And I've been there like on the boat where we ran cable down and I go up and like one of my guys, I'm like, hey man, yeah, you got the mid watch, make sure you, you get some sleep. And then I come back like, and he's still up there. I'm like, oh my God, like how long has this game been going on? I'm, he's like, forever. I'm like, this is why I can't get into it. But now that they've actually, they're condensing yeah, it, it. It's made it a little bit more, you're bringing more people into the game, maybe bringing some folks back to the game. Because mm -hmm. right, it was a average pastime, but I, I've been arguing it for I years. I think they said the average so far since Thursday has been like two hours and 35 minutes. That's, that's, and it was great. averaging two hours and or three hours and 17 minutes in 2023 or 2022. I, yeah. I will say ever since, ever since Nick has gotten like really into baseball since this kid has been like showing more and more passion, getting into baseball. It's been getting me more into baseball, seeing him being very passionate about it. And I've been finding myself like watching him play and then increasingly getting more and more frustrated at the ump and then getting more like excited as he hits the ball and becoming that parent that's like right. yelling and screaming at the fence and then you know <laughs> shaking the fence as he's running and then getting excited <laughs> as he's winning and then as he's watching the game on tv like rooting and cheering for the mets with him and getting excited like he's at his mom's house and i'm following the game on google or whatever because i mean we just got um the sports channels today mm -hmm. made sure that we had the the mets channel so yep. i can follow along with him and I'm watching it and I'm getting excited because the Mets are winning. I'm right. getting excited for him, right? Yeah. So I'm finding myself getting increasingly more excited about baseball. That's usually so, how yeah, it works. Yeah. I, I am coming back into the baseball like world or whatever. So 
So, so, yeah, it, so as a as a diehard baseball fan, where do you land on the Savannah Bananas? I love the Savannah Bananas. Good. But, we're going. So hopefully, oh, I want to see oh, those hold guys. On. So explain. Bad. They're coming to Hartford this summer. Explain. Yes. I'm going. We are I know going. What yes. Is. So we are what going. is this? Hopefully, hopefully B three sports or B three baseball will be covering that game. So we're doing some stuff with the Hartford Yard Goats this summer. Dude, you have not seen the Savannah Bananas? No, I don't no. Know. You need to take a, go on YouTube and look at yeah, Savannah okay. Bananas. You are going to it is think, Har- think Harlem Globetrotters with baseball. You. That sounds nuts. It is it's, it's the funniest thing you have ever seen. It's entertaining. I wish every game was like that. That umpire, by far the best umpire I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Better than most of the pros. <laughs> <laughs> Just so any any uh plans in the works or any hope that B three baseball will be covering a like Yankees game? Well, there's there, it's tricky. When you get into uh bigger things like that. There, you have to watch for established people who already have established contracts with those teams, mm-hmm. right? So we're trying to we're we're going to do some work with the Yard Ghost this summer, but because they have other contracts with other networks, we have to be very careful of what we put on our podcast, right? So we're we're going to go there like we're going to do a show, but the stadium has to be empty when we do it. We can't do one with like during the game or when the players are on the field mm. or when anybody's in the the stadium. So you can do like a pregame show. When I when you say pregame, I'm talking like if the game's at seven, we'll be there at like noon doing, <laughs> doing yeah, it. Yeah, like like a pre a pre pregame. Yes, show. but yeah. we're gonna do like um, once a week. We're gonna do like an update. Hey, the yard goats this week went, you know, four and two, and they beat Team X five times and lost twice or whatever. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna. This who, guy had a for, great week. For, the, for those who don't know, who are the uh, the Hartford Yard Goats are the Double A affiliate of the Colorado Rockies. Okay. And they are in Hartford, Connecticut. And coincidentally, I think this is the – I could be wrong. I'm just going off the top of my head. It's like the fourth straight year that they were uh, baseball park of the year mm, in yeah. the in, in the United States, the National Baseball Park of the Year. Yeah, I think wow. So. They're in Dunkin' Donuts cool. Park. And it's like you can't miss it. You drive into Hartford on 84, mm. and it's you get into the city. It's right there on your right. There's a big – Yeah, they're also doing the uh, – Right up on top of the scoreboard is a big yeah. Dunkin' Donuts cup. This summer, they're also doing the like the thing with the pickles. Yes, the yeah. bouncing pickles. Yeah, the bouncing pickle. Uh, we tried to buy a hat, and it was sold out in like minutes. Yeah. Nick, get on that. Yep. We're going to have to be updated for that pickles. one. <laughs> Check. <laughs> no, I, I think the last baseball stadium I was at, it was one up in New Hampshire. Um, Fisher Cats? It's by Keene. By Keene, New Hampshire. I remember because uh, there was a Marriott hotel that was attached to it. And I stayed at a motel. There's one in months. Manchester. <laughs> I think it's Manchester, New Hampshire. It might be. I think they're the Fisher Cats. They left the light on for me. I, rem- I remember because, like, I was there and it was. <laughs> um, it was the fall, and I was walking around. And I saw that they had like a jacuzzi tub, and I walked out back, and the jacuzzi tub was the was the shape of a home plate, and That's it was nice. center line, like in, in the outfield, all the way down. So you could sit in the jacuzzi tub and have them bring you a beer while I, watching the baseball game. You need to game. find out where that was and let me know. Yeah, right. I, go I was like, I I would watch a baseball game from jacuzzi tub. That's that's for sure. Honey, pack up the car. Right. Was, where are we going? Don't worry about it. it. We're all gonna go in the jacuzzi tub. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> She'd be thrilled, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, I, listen, we're we're blessed. We we we've attracted a, a good following. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. Mm-hmm. It's a passion of mine, obviously, because I. We're doing it. We're we're two years in, almost 100 episodes, uh, and we just love it. We're branching out to different things. Um, we have a radio show now, B3 Sports on 94.9 wow. uh, in, at a ledger. Same people that run um, 106.5 and 107.7. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 107.7. Yep. Uh, Lee, I don't know. Do you know Lee Elsie? Of course we know Lee Elsie. Mm-hmm. There you go. Lee Elsie. The voice of freedom. He, oh, there you go. Freedom. He's been on the show. He's been on the yeah. baseball show. He's been yeah, on, we've been on, I've been on the Lee Elsie show. Uh, I've been on this show. <laughs> Lee, Lee has oh, been yeah. on B three Sports. We're every we're every Saturday noon to one live okay. on uh, ninety four nine, and uh, Lee's called into the show and been a guest of ours. So uh, okay. he's been great. He's been very supportive of us, and he he's a legend in this area. So oh, we're trying to beat is. him for best radio host, by the way. Yeah, in the day's best be, of the best. That is going to be a very tough fight. I well, I love well, you, but that that's going to be a tough. We're fight. working on it. <laughs> Last year. Not on the radio. Give me your best like radio voice. This is my best radio voice. No, no, what are you, you talking best about? Best radio voice. 
I don't have a radio. Give me, give me, radio your, give me your Casey Kasem. This is me, my radio, give, give my radio your, voice and my radio face. Long distance request. <laughs> this um, radio face. <laughs> no, last year, 2022, we were um, the New London Days Best of the Best Podcast of the Year. That's really, we beat awesome. out some pretty good podcasts, and we were Ooh, pretty. I didn't even know that was pumped. a thing. Another nine for you. Okay, so, goals, goals. So. Scott, now, did you you have to, you have to get nominated now. Okay, how do I we get nominated? Us. Well, you have to wait. You have to wait till twenty twenty four because it's already over. Okay, it's bullshit. The so nominations it's, it's are like, already yeah, in. Next one's in twenty forty five. I don't know. <laughs> the nominations are the nominations have already been in. And, uh, we've been nominated for best podcast again, and then best radio show. All right, so do us a favor. Make sure that when the, uh, the I will nominate you next system, year. Well, make sure when the voting system comes out uh, or the link, just make sure you send oh, us the I'll link, be sharing it every day. Uh, because we want to obviously make sure that you guys win it again. We'll put, push it out on all of our social media. Well, I appreciate that. Um, but we'll, we'll we, settle for a, a solid second place. I will, I will too. And then, I mean, but they gave us a nice plaque. It says, there you go. winner of best of the best, which is cool. And we were proud of that. We're super proud of that. And today, by the way, today, Sunday's paper has a four-page article about B3 sports. Really? Wow. In the... In the day, it's in the New London Day. It's the uh, insert that they put in the magazine. It's a full color four page spread about our show. Okay, mm. that's pretty awesome. That's what's up. Yeah, just um, make sure we get the link so we can vote. We'll push it out, yeah. and then we'll make sure that that, that show is called B Three Sports. We talk about everything on that show. Yeah. We don't just baseball. Nice. All, like yesterday, we talked the Masters. Oh wow! So, yeah, it was. Cool. You even hit golf. Huh? I'm a huge golf fan. Nice, huge. Yeah, all about putting on that green jacket, huh? I can't. Masters week is like. The next best thing from Super Bowl Sunday to me. There's like there's a there's a, a select few things that like when they come on I have to watch. The Masters is um most of recent is King of the Baggers. All right, hell yeah, <laughs> watching that guys racing freaking what are they street glides or road glides? Road glides. Oh, Indians. Nice. Yeah, 180 miles an hour bank turns. Full, fully. I'm all set out. with that. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, but weirdly enough, the Tour de France. That's kind of cool. I'm like, into it. I like watching that for some. Odd I reason. went to the and the Isle of Man. Got to watch that too. I went to stage one of the Tour de France in yeah. 2002. Stage one was yeah. it like turn one. No, well, you, we were there. For I always the want start. to be on turn one to see how many people aren't going to make it past that. Turn. We were on um, <laughs> the start, the starting line of yeah. of the first stage of the Tour de France in Marseille. We were on deployment in well, 2002. I've been to Marseille before that's pretty cool. It was kind of <laughs> neat. I mean, we saw Lance Armstrong before he got caught cheating. Yeah. So it was kind of neat. You like see all the people ride their bikes and they leave. And you're like, all right, let's go to McDonald's and get a beer. Yeah, cool. You know what's weird is I have a hard time sitting there watching sports. Right? I just mentally, I just can't. You would hate golf watching golf on TV. Sometimes I can watch that, but the one thing that I will sit there and watch for hours, and I'm just so entranced by it, is poker. I get that. I'm the opposite of that. I can't. I, I tried I can, it. I can it's, understand that. The, the, it's not whole, for me, but. the whole psychology behind it right. is having two cards and just by putting a monetary amount of chips out in front of somebody and then just the psychological tricks behind it and getting one person to think something is just by certain actions. It's just it's fascinating. Well, I will me. say that if I flip through and I see World Poker Tour on TV – and I see Jennifer Tilly at the table. I'm stop, I'll stop and watch it. There you go. So the one thing I couldn't watch, but surprisingly I could listen to, was NASCAR. Couldn't watch NASCAR. Left turns, whatever. Listening to but it? But if though? I listen to it, because I have an overactive imagination, it's NASCAR meets Speed Racer. And they're going like 700 miles an hour and shooting guns at each other in bank turns. <laughs> I'm so glad you said Speed Racer, not pod racing. Oh, no, not pod racing. Because you're a nerd. God. Oh, oh he went there. What? He, he called out your Star Wars nerdness. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm not that big of a fan of Star Wars. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, either. neither am I. Just not. I mean, I, I, I am the old. Plus, Star episode Wars. one was just C-SPAN in space. Like, I don't. <laughs> come on, the intergalactic senate. Like, no, like, we can watch it some other time. It's <laughs> fun. <laughs> Scott, you're doing great things. Love, love what you're doing. Love seeing Ditto. you, Ditto. hanging out with you, and especially when you come out and uh, you know walking with you at the hikes and just anytime we get together and just this is chit chat about anything. It's just you know you're a fascinating individual to talk to, 
great guy to hang out with. I appreciate yeah, that. Man. It's, it's been fun having you on the show. Yeah, yeah we've been actually looking forward to it when yeah. uh, when you went in for your surgery and stuff and you're like, yeah, I can't drive for a little while. We're down and out. Like I sent a message to these guys. So I was like, yeah, Scott's out for a little bit. And, we're, and they were like, yeah, just let us know when he's ready to come on the show. I was so excited. And, and then when uh, I messaged these guys Saturday morning, I'm like, Scott's in. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, you guys are doing awesome things, man. I love what you're doing here. Uh, the messages you guys are putting out is is great, and being a veteran and watching your podcast every week, I appreciate you even more. No, so, I mean, you guys are doing it, great things, well, and like I we said, we learn from the best. Right? Yeah, uh, no, I've been, I've been I've been eyeballing you guys pretty hard. Like, <laughs> well, I know it's I know Nick has for <laughs> sure. We for we sure. learn from you guys too. So, it's, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Keep watching. Like, I don't know anything about baseball. Tell your friends. But I just tell your friends. Like, how does he deliver? How does he segue? <laughs> Nick's in there like doing like reverse image searches of all your gear and stuff. Like, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, I, we have to have you guys down. As, I mean, listen, you guys are welcome on the show anytime. Nice. It's, I'd love it's to. a baseball show, but you guys are welcome anytime. Yeah, well, I can especially too. come down and see the podcast. until I make it. <laughs> see the, uh, come down and see the studio yeah, and definitely. check it out. I know Definitely. Nick would love that too, seeing oh, yeah. how our setup is. So, oh yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool, man. We'd love to have you guys down. Beautiful, sure. thank you. Love to come on. Yeah, any of our uh, watchers follow baseball. Uh, you like baseball, love baseball, whatever. Definitely follow these guys doing some awesome content so definitely give them a follow we'll put all the links in our description a killer logo. uh seth will go ahead and provide all the links yep. for you so definitely give them a follow yep scott um, we appreciate you Thank i appreciate you, you guys Thank yeah you so you know, much. i was i was so pumped for you to come on the show today and just have like another podcast personality I was geeked about coming on. Just not yeah, gonna lie, yeah. it's gonna be great. It, so, but I don't, I don't got anything else. I'm good, buddy. You got anything I'm else? good. You got anything else you want to put no, out to just the audience? Thank you so much, guys, and keep doing what you're doing. All right, guys. Hey, we're gonna send it home. Thanks for uh, joining us on this episode. Uh, hope you tune back in again uh, to watch us, and definitely tune into our friend here uh, to B3 for all your sports needs. Um, <laughs> other than that, we'll see you all next time. Uh, if you're out there in the world and you see a vet, shake their hands. All right, thank them for their service and. Uh, as usual, stay proud, stay grateful. We'll see you next time.